welcome to Comic Booked. I am Matthew McLachlan. And I'm Katie Sexton. And this is the podcast where I teach Katie and you everything I know about comic book characters. And I try to keep up. You want to bring in that intro? Come on in. Man, man, man. Woman, woman, woman. We're both of those things. What? What? (laughs) (laughs) I guess we are both of those things. We're here and Mm. we're ready to do this goddamn episode. It's a Saturday night. It's a Saturday night. You have tea. I I have tea and water and scotch. I've got all the beverages. This is like a New York City brunch (laughs) (laughs) table, right? Yeah, I couldn't justify a 930 mimosa, but who gives a frick? Dude, mimosas any time of any day are so good. We had all day mimosas for Thanksgiving. It was just Matt and I. It didn't get me so drunk, but it was a long tips. We were living on the edge in a prayer, and it was Mm -hmm. a mimosa prayer. And it was bubbly and so good. And tart and sweet. Great. No pulp. Fuck you very much. People that like pulp are aliens. They're psychopaths. Yeah. Especially in a mimosa. Who wants a chewy alcoholic beverage? Mm -mm. Listen, pulp doesn't do any for you. I mean, maybe it has nutrients, fine. But in terms of affecting the flavor, don't you dare argue with me about it. It just gets stuck in your teeth. Yes. All pulp does is it's the wimpy guy who gets in between two people like, hey, break it up, but it's your teeth. (laughs) It's like, hey, you don't belong here. You're pulp. We're teeth. Yeah. Like literally, I will crush you. Yeah, get out of here, you pulpy little bitch. Yeah, then you got to go and get the doorman to come and get him out because he gets stuck because he won't leave. Who's the doorman? The tongue? Floss. The tongue, though, is a good metaphor for a doorman. Strong muscle. We've got a really great episode, and I wanted to ask you Mm. something just weird. Okay. It kind of ties into the comic series we're going to talk about. Okay. I read this whole damn thing over the last week. I just sat down and said, I'm going to research. And I read the whole series. Mm-hmm. And the thing that happens a few times is mm. a version of the character yeah. from the future comes in and says, hey, I'm you. And you're like, no, you're not because I'm me. And that doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. And he says, prove that you're me. Mm-hmm. And so they then tell them something or they whisper. Show it. me your dick. We have the same dick. Dick. No argument. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you got a prominent <laughs> dick feature. Hey, wait a second. That's not my dick. Imposter. <laughs> I just saw someone's dick. I didn't want to see. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Some guy dressed as me and didn't have my dick. <laughs> what a disappointment. Hey, for next time, bud. It's called trauma. Zip <laughs> for next time. Yeah. What would your future self tell the present self to prove that it is actually you? Hmm. Dang, that's good. You know, I have something and I think it's kind of comic book related. Late on me. Is that nuts? I would have the future version of me reference the time when I was like, I think three or four, standing outside of my home in Idaho. I would pretend with a little knowledge that I knew of who Storm was in the Mm X-Men. I just knew she controls the weather. 
literally four years old. It was really windy outside and I was just by myself and I would see the wind go through the trees and I would hold my hands out and I would pretend that I was storm and that I was controlling (laughs) the wind. You told me at one point, I believe, that you had your mom see you through the window like, that's my child. Yeah, I guess she knows about it. So how do you know it wouldn't be your mom in disguise? No, it wouldn't be my mom. That just wasn't, that wouldn't make sense. We're in comic book land. It could be your mom or someone took the info from your mom. Okay, well then, how about you answer the question and then I'll think of something that no one would ever know. Okay, well, if it was like, DeLorean, hey, dude. Whoa, me? I don't know. Check it out. I'm you. You're not. I can tell. Uh, Prove you're me, you freaking deceptor. Okay, you will always regret that you didn't ask Cece Gallegos out after she was your first kiss and you feel bad about it. Who the fuck is Cece Gallegos? Middle school, <laughs> we're there at the Jenkins Auditorium. Mm. They were playing some It's Getting Hot in Here, so take off all of your clothing. I remember when that song mm-hmm. hit, and it was like a middle school slapper. Sexy. Yeah, it was, it was like it made everybody horny, and it was also very like, this is bad. You're 12, I'm 12, let's smash with our clothes on. Yeah. It got a slow song and we were slow dancing and then the lights turned on and we got to go. And I was like, Mm -hmm. hey, Mm -hmm. she's like, hey, and I said, can I kiss you? She's like, "Uh uh-huh. And I did. It was a smooch. It wasn't a tonsil hockey situation. Mm -hmm. It was just a smooch. Yeah. And I should have asked her out. I should have asked her. What would my life be now? Certainly wouldn't be here. You would still be with C.C. Gallegos? No doubt. C.C., <laughs> to you. Pieces. I don't know if I ever told anybody this, but I guess people were around, but I had a similar situation where I was, quote unquote, dating Dan Guichard. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dan. He's cute. Okay. But it was like a middle school love. You know, you don't actually touch each other. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You don't you even don't, see each you other. You don't make eye contact. No. You just are together. I think I asked him to kiss me at the beginning of the dance and he wouldn't. And I think he was just shy. It's okay. Uh-huh. And then I broke up with him. At the dance. <laughs> and he's like, is this because I didn't kiss you? And I was like, no, I just don't think we're right for each other. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't feel like we were right for each other. I was like, maybe the magic will happen with a kiss, but, and then he wouldn't even let me try it. So you would tell yourself this Mm -hmm. from the future. Yeah, I guess that would be my thing. Perfect. Yeah. And now you can go back in time to save. Now I could trust my future self. Yes. That's Uh, not your mom in disguise. Yes, not my mom in disguise. Hey, you want to see what you're going to learn about today? Please. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you a picture, and you're going to tell me who you think this is and what you think their powers are, okay? Great. Cool. I can't, I can't wait. Let's do this. Give it. Oh, she is leggy. Yeah. She looks like a Power Ranger. What is that, the female symbol on her chest? It is. She's a lady, and she wants you to know it. If you couldn't tell by her ass and tits, <laughs> she's a woman. <laughs> oh, you couldn't tell? Oh, you couldn't tell? Abs don't do that. That's not what abs are. What are you looking at right now? We got a full on pink outfit. It's like a baggy outfit. It's like a really baggy, huh? It is the opposite. It is see-through, basically. Oh. It is bright pink, which honestly, bright pink usually clashes with red hair. Mm. So she's got long red hair and green eyes. And I'm not a fan of pink with with redheads. Mm. Sorry. 
but she's hot. She's very hot. Tall, pink booties. She has a cape. It's very simple and see-through. What's this character's name? Her name is Strawberry Futon. (laughs) (laughs) What does Miss Futon do? Miss Futon. Here's the thing. Strawberry futon. She can look like a normal girl, right? Yeah. Just a hot girl, like a regular, you know, futon. But then when you lay her out, (laughs) when you lay out that futon, something's not right. She is a metaphor for a futon. She's basically don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. Don't judge a futon by its tits. Don't judge a futon (laughs) by its female symbol in the middle of her tit chest. But she's got this pink light coming out of her hands, so she's flying. One of these pictures, she has a bionic leg or her leg is broken or something. So she's like a shitty Ikea futon. (laughs) Her abs are too hard. You know what I mean? She's not fun to touch. No. You don't want her to lay in on you. You can't sleep on that. You can't lay on her. Mm -mm. It hurts. The pink light is you can scan Ikea coupons. So tell me what (laughs) her power is exactly. She... Gives you deals. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're telling me is she is a walking metaphor who ironically works in a furniture store. So she's just an employee with a bad inner life. Listen, that's a good point. So that is her disguise. So what you think is scanning in the prices is a gun. It's really her hands. She's going to throw so many goddamn deals at villains. She's going to throw coupon after coupon. Ow, I'm cut. (laughs) When did coupons Mm -hmm. become paper again? Got my powers when I was a kid. Leave me alone. (laughs) Strawberry, just because of her red hair, I imagine it's deeper than that. What's the real reason she's strawberry futon? Because she likes pink, but she knows that she shouldn't because she's a redhead and it clashes. But she's like, fuck you. That's my name. I like pink. Get off my back. But strawberries aren't pink. You call her like starburst futon. The best starburst futon. The only Starburst you should like, Futon. Pink. Her name is Strawberry Futon. Okay. Hey, you want to know who this actually is? Please, God. Yes. So this character, her name is Samantha Eve Wilkins, and she goes by Atom Eve. (laughs) I wish you could see my (laughs) Your face is rolled back and scrunched as if you've just hit your funny bone all over your body. I think Strawberry Futon's better. Okay. No offense. Atom Eve? Atom Eve. Is she Eve? She's not the Eve, no. Adam Eve is not a Marvel or a DC character. She is in the comic Invincible, which is published by Image Comics. Okay. Now, the thing that's different from her than everyone else we've been talking about Mm -hmm. is Invincible is one storyline. There are not multiple universes of different comics coming out of him Mm -hmm. and all these things. So this is a character who a lot of the things will say... Oh, coded just a little bit because mm-hmm. some are some spoilies and we don't want to spoil things for people. Mm-mm. The comic Invincible, which is the creator of the Walking Dead's superhero universe. So he created his own superhero universe before he even started The Walking Dead. Well, then I have a question then. Sure. You said that this world doesn't have multiple storylines. Does this world have more than one book about this world? It is one storyline continuously. So you have Spider-Man as the character, Uh but there might be four or five different Spider-Man comic titles going on. The Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man Universe, Future Spider-Man, all of these things. And there are different stories or they're basically different dimensions. 
So one title about Matthew McLachlan's life will be Mm -hmm. with you. And then maybe someone else writes the one where he's off in Miami with Cece Gallegos. And that's a completely different title. You see? I do see. This is a better one. This one's selling a lot more. It is? Sure. So there is only one title for Invincible. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's really great. I suggest everyone go read it. And Adam Eve. Yeah. What is she? What's her powers? What does she do? So Adam Eve has one power that does a lot of things. She controls subatomic particles. So she can basically recreate, manipulate everything. Yeah. So one of the things she can do, your favorite, she can fly, baby. Dude, she looks great in that one picture. She's flying high. She bends the density of air around her so she can just zip zap around whenever she wants. She just puts her hands down a little under her feet, the little pink light that you see. Yeah. It's bending the air to push her forward. Wow. Yeah. Bending air. Can people really do that? No. Right. That's why she's super. Right. Superhero. Got it. So she uses the manipulation of atoms to do just anything. She's Eve, dude. What was her first name again? Samantha. Yeah, that's not a superhero name. And what's great is she's so aware of it. She's like, no, come Eve. And her parents like, Samantha. I can fucking turn everything into anything. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here, mom. If you are, we'll get to that. That's a whole other thing, I bet. She can create force fields. Mm-hmm. So someone come up and be like, I'm going to punch your symbol. And she's like, don't. That's my boobs. And they're like, I'm going to. And then they go to punch force field. And they're like, ow, that's solid, but it's pink. You'd think it wouldn't be. We're like, well, that's sexist. I'm Adam fucking Eve. Well, you know what? That's great that she's pink then. Playing into those kind of female tropes. You know what I mean? She's like, yeah, I'm super female. I'm literally the first one. This is why I wanted to bring this character in specifically because at first looks so overly sexualized. Mm -hmm. She looks so on the nose. Mm -hmm. The character and the writing for it is Mm -hmm. so good. That is probably one of my favorite characters oh good so some more powers she does a little energy blast so people will be running at her and she'll just like boo boo Mm -hmm. i'm gonna shoot atom beams at you she's unstoppable she doesn't ever run out it's just whatever there are atoms and atoms are everywhere the crazy thing about her powers is that it runs on her caloric intake. So she burns so many calories and her powers are all about preserving her body so it doesn't eat too much away or anything like mm-hmm. that. But whenever she uses her powers, it burns like 7,000 calories a day. Shit. Dreams. So they justify why she looks the way she does because it burns all the fat yeah, off of she her. She has zero fat. Yes. She has telekinesis, so she'll just be flying and just have a little, little pink little sack, a little bag just kind of flying next to her. She's like, I can carry friends who can't fly. Well, you just fly in a little bubble next to me. Can she turn air into people? No. Wait. Huh? You know what I mean? If you said that she can make things out of anything. Mm, there she... are, There is a limitation. Okay. And we will get to that. Okay. So she can make objects out of the atoms. So if she wanted to have a giant fist in the air to punch someone, yeah. she could do that. Right. Sometimes she's clamped people's head so that they can't see or breathe. And then they're like, I'm shit. And then they've fallen out of the ground. <laughs> what did they say? Oh, shit. I can't. I can't see. You got it. You want to hear some bio on her? Yeah, I want to know more about who she is. So Samantha Eve Wilkins, she was a science experiment. Her powers were bursting from like her mom's mouth and eyes and basically was killing her. Yeah. When the mom died, the person who experimented on the mom and the fetus 
switched her with a family who also had a stillborn in the hospital. So the government was looking for her and he's like, no, 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 you ain't going to find her. So this family is raising this baby with all these powers. Does the family know? They eventually see that she has powers and they're Mm -hmm. like, well, why why are you a freak? Mm -hmm. She started using her powers to fight crime when she was in middle school. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. Her outfit was actually very baggy, not as painted on until Mm. later on in life. Sure, sure. She meets the main character, Invincible, in high school, and they have a will-they-won't-they relationship for a long time. Mm. It's very cute. One of the cooler things about her is that not only can she change objects, but she can change food into anything she wants. She changed air into a cake and not just a cake. She made the nutritional properties of the cake be as healthy as a head of broccoli. Wow. That's some shit that we need. Oh, yeah. I like cake. (laughs) Hey, Eve, can you? Yeah, cake. Gonna need cake. Can you just cake everything? Someone's kid looks at her and Invincible, who both, I mean, every superhero, their outfit looks like they're basically nude. Mm-hmm. But one of the character's children goes, why are you dressed in an outfit that makes you look naked, but you're not naked? And they're like, oh, when you put it that way. <laughs> they felt really stupid. You know how kids can make you feel really fucking stupid? Yeah, they're truth tellers, you know? Oh, they see right through you. She gave up crime fighting because she felt punching things when she could do anything was pretty useless. So she moved to Africa and started feeding starving people and helping these people who that needed the help. Yeah. 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 So she... That gets the snaps. That's good. That's what people should be doing. So she went to an area with all these villages that were in need and turning it into a utopia for them. Her powers change atoms and some of them get left over. The main character, Invincible, asked her once, like, well, what happens? And she's like, well, it just builds up. He's like, well, builds up what? She's like, well, if I use my powers enough, I have to go shit seven or eight times a day. And he was, like, really weirded out. And she's like, I don't care. So there's no poop shame with Adam Eve. So what you're telling me, though, is that she soaks in the extra oh, yeah. atoms. Like she, she, she takes di- on that. She digests them. Through her hands? I don't know. It just soaks into her body. Her whole body's controlling it to change. Yeah. And then she absorbs what isn't there. You can't have atoms just uh, left somewhere. So she no. takes it in. Mm-hmm. So and and, and she, poops it out. She gets, she gets the poops. Listen, we're a pooping household. We're a pooping house. So I understand. I get that. Gotta go. You gotta go. You gotta go and you gotta let it, let it go. Yeah. Now, I know most men out there think women don't poop. But so interesting. this comic book is here to tell you that they do and they're fucking proud of it, dude. And they're still hot when they, maybe not when they do it. I mean, it's a private moment. I'm sure she could turn it into whatever she wants. Turn it into flowers. She could turn her shit, shit in into flowers. Her partner left to go fight in a space war. And is it the guy from before? Can't tell you. And she was very distraught, trying to get on with their life, knowing that they'd be gone for a bit. Mm. She didn't use her powers. And so by the time this person came back, she had gained a lot of weight. So this is one of the only characters that I've seen ever in comic books where they had her get fat. Mm. Now, right when the character came back, she's like, don't look at me. The great writing in this had him go, I love it. In fact, 
I kind of think you're hotter. And for the next couple comics, she was doing her best to not be insecure about it and stuff. And she puts on the really tight pink costume mm-hmm. and she has like her stomach hanging out and she's not proud of it because she can't change organic matter. She can't change herself right. physically. So she's really upset. And everyone's like, you look great. Yeah. Like, honestly, you look really good. So it was a small message. I thought that was really cool. I'm like, hell yeah. That is really cool. Listen, Uh, stress affects everything. Stress affects Gateway. Oh, Gateway? Gateway. (laughs) Do you have a picture of her when she's... I do. You want to see? I do. Yeah. Aw. Look at that, sweetie. She looks great. Right? There's a pregnancy moment in this. And when the character goes into his space war, she couldn't tell him because she didn't know if he was going to see him again and have him worry that she was pregnant. And when he came back, part of her depression was that she had an abortion. And they don't don't show any shame. Every character gives her the love that she needs and understands. So it's really, really well done. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it did contribute to her not wanting to leave because she felt so guilty. Oh, I see. She's a badass boss lady. And when she found out the character that she had liked for a while was now single, she walks into this person's room. She goes, hey, I heard you're single. So are we dating or what? (laughs) Funny story. I once said that to my friend Ben, freshman year of college. He was very funny. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to ask him out. So I just randomly texted him. I said, hey, when are you taking me out? Three hours later, he texts me back. He's like, oh, I think maybe we should just be friends. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> a couple weeks later, he came out. And I was like, oh, he was like... After you didn't answer my question. <laughs> after I asked him out, he was like, I gotta, I guess I gotta come out. <laughs> One of the coolest things that you brought up earlier is that in the science experiment, she had mental blocks for her powers put in. So she couldn't change organic matter. She couldn't change herself. She couldn't just turn a person into nothing. She couldn't do anything with a living being. Okay. But that gets overridden in her brain when she is fatally injured. So I'm going to give you a light spoiler, but it's not really telling you when this happens. Someone punches through her chest, like through her back. And the character's like, I'm going to... F- <sighs> Turns like Super Saiyan 14. Yeah. She all of a sudden bursts into pink light and comes back and like eviscerates the bad guy, heals herself mm-hmm. and people around her. Then it like turns off and then she's back to normal. So she basically can't die. I was going to say, ask if she's immortal. She has these things where her powers keep her healthy. Right. Though it has to be fatal. She can't lose a part of her body mm-hmm. and it'll grow back. That doesn't right. happen. It right. has to literally be ending her okay. life. Wow. And they don't overuse that. It's awesome how they do that. What happens to the scientists that made her the way she is? I believe he was caught. The Invincible story takes place well after all that. I believe the scientist was her real father. And I think he was killed. And she was like, good riddance. You weren't there. You were just like a creepy scientist lurking in the dark, watching me fight crime. And you're like, that's my daughter. And she's like, I I don't know. I did did that. I did that. I made you pink. I'm definitely Southern. God, I could really sleep on a futon right now. God, you look good to sleep on. Wait, uh, wait you're my daughter. Wait, wait. Uh, conflicting uh, thoughts. Mayday, mayday. Get me out of this joint. Get me out of here. Eel to buck wild. <laughs> Who are you yelling to, sir? All his old war buddies. <laughs> his science war buddies. Yeah, it was rough in that war. Hey, you got any questions about Adam Eve? Does she have an enemy that keeps coming back for her? One of the funny things about this comic, they are so fully aware that they're superheroes and there are tropes and stuff. Mm. So this one guy called Kill Cannon, 
just has a big gun like on his arm and he's like, Adam Eve, we meet again. And when her Invincible are flying around, he's like, who's that? She's like, ugh, I guess it's my nemesis. I don't know. And she stops him immediately. Right. <laughs> and he's like, ah! <laughs> he's just annoying. Yeah, it is. Yeah. They're like, oh God, they were late to go somewhere. Right. Like, he's like an old villain from like a silent movie. Twirling his mustache for mm-hmm. like 14 feet. He ties himself to a train. <laughs> to a train. <laughs> You'll never save me. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Wait. That, no. Help. That's the train. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good train. Pretty interesting, Adam Eve, huh? I like her. I like what she stands for. And this world seems very modern in a way that's different than Spider-Man or Batman. It just seems like it was written in a contemporary yeah. way. Started in 2003 and it yeah. ended two years ago. Yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah, she's relatable. She's really cool. And that's one of the coolest powers. And I think they really dress it up as super girly and she's so hot and bleh and all this stuff. But then everything she does is really great. Cool. Is there something you want to teach me about? Educate me? Tell me about? I want to know what your relationship is with the moon. Oh, that big old gray white thing up there? Yeah. (laughs) Do you have a relationship with the moon? A relationship with the moon? I got mixed feelings about the moon. Yeah? What what are those? I'm not going to bleed into any conspiracies here, but I don't trust the moon. We've only ever seen one side of it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. What up with that, huh? I've got a few things that might make your conspiracies thicken. Uh, <laughs> throb a bit. Yeah, um, I need a conspiracy throb. I just have some fun, creepy facts about the moon. Okay. Yeah. I really like the moon. I think a lot of women feel drawn to the moon because the cycle of the moon is 27 days, much like a female menstruation. Okay. That's why like witches and stuff like that, they all kind of praise the moon. Is it feminine? Is the moon feminine the moon, the ma- and the sun is man? I want to say yes. Okay. When my mom was a nurse, my mom always talked about how the full moons in the hospitals were crazy. Now, was that because she knew and then she had extra sight on that and really like, usually there's a gunshot wound, but look, came in on a moon. And maybe normally the guy would just stroll by on a half seas moon and she's like, oh, no big deal. <laughs> she pays attention to it more because it's the moon. Well, here's the thing about my mom. She has like psychic abilities a little bit. She knows when things are going to happen sometimes. Okay. So she's very in touch with that side of her and perhaps also as a female in touch with the moon. What else you got about the moon? There's technically a graveyard on the moon. Huh? (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry? Well, there's a lot of basically abandoned debris to start with from the 12 astronauts that have been there. But there's like a bunch of like satellites and cameras and backpacks and stuff that have been left that just stay there. There is also the ashes of Eugene Shoemaker. Yeah, I know. What a sweet name. He was one of the founders of the field of planetary science and sent skyward by NASA in a polycarbonate capsule. What? And it landed on the moon and I guess... It just <laughs> smashes ashes into a crater. Smashes ashes. It's <laughs> a great band our, name. Our hardcore band name. Yeah, smashes ashes. Every year, the moon is actually disappearing. I don't believe you, and okay, I don't so, know what that means. So each year, the moon's orbit moves about four centimeters away from the Earth, meaning that in like a mere 500 million years, the moon will be 14,000 miles farther away than it is right now. Well, I can't wait to see it. I'll see you there. 
There are pictures on the moon of footprints that look fresh, like untouched footprints. So people get really freaked out by these pictures of fresh footprints on the moon. They're just the original footprints of the astronauts that were there. Any footprint that happens on the moon Uh stays and it looks super duper fresh because there is no wind or water on the moon. If I were an astronaut, I play practical jokes and I would put my butt print in the ground and it would look like my butt was walking. You sassy little secretary with a fax machine. You know what I mean? Oh man, put your butt cheek down, but then you move over. So then your left butt cheeks and where the right one was. So it looks like you have three cheeks. <laughs> you take that NASA, you son of a bitch. Did you know that the moon experiences earthquakes? Moonquakes. Moonquakes. <laughs> so is it the same as Earth? The tectonic plates are moving? Yeah, it's it's basically the same thing. Or if like a meteorite hits it and causes a quake. But they're not as intense, apparently, as earthquakes. Right. But they last longer huh. um, because the moon has no water to combat the seismic vibrations. So I guess the weight of water helps balance, Sh- yeah. shift and balance out earthquakes. So they just last longer because there's no water there. Hmm. Yeah. You didn't talk about what the big one, which was the fact that NASA may or may not have faked the entire moon. I'm just kidding. (laughs) It's just curious to me why we haven't gone back in 50 years. Yeah, I mean, I guess... We were probably not allowed. The aliens were like, "You you, you get the bright side, we'll take the dark side. Star Wars. Star Wars. J.J. Abrams? He's up there. He's writing the moon. Yeah. A lot of lens flares. Just a lot of great stuff going on in there. I know J.J. Abrams. Sure. I do. Yeah. He was the main producer on a show that I did. It was a Broadway show. Play That Goes Wrong. And he came and saw the shows a bunch. Call him. I met him. Call JJ. He did not give me his number. Well, are you friends? He knows who... I am. Certainly. He doesn't know who I am. Yeah, there you go. Hey, you have anything else about the moon? What's your favorite thing about the moon? Mm, The moon is so dreamy to me. I always liked space stuff growing up. Yeah, same. Yeah, I just think the moon is is so, so dreamy. And I had so many like summer nights with like the bright full moon and... I don't know. I just remember being so obsessed with the moon that's, in high school. And that's like nice. Loving it. Yeah. I never liked the moon. I was like, whatever. <laughs> well, I never did. I never liked the moon. I love the stars. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're 12 or 13, you lay on the ground yeah. and you're you're listening to the new jam, maybe the new Weezer album, mm. if you're really cool. Mm-hmm. And you're just looking off in the stars and you're like, well, I'm going to be alone forever. But I hope the person for me is looking at the stars, the same ones right now. Well, on that, the moon's fucking frightening. And (laughs) my name is Matthew McLachlan. And I am Katie Sexton. And you have been comic booked. And I feel 